Welcome to Any Given Fun Day, brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, Joey Haas, Ray Osterhout, Kobe Brickner, uh, all here with you on a beautiful Tuesday night. Let me tell you guys, it's beautiful out here tonight. We have about uh, six inches of snow out there now. We're going to get another 17 this weekend. I can't wait. uh, on top of that, we're going to be fucking snowed in. So it's going to be beautiful. It's upstate New York. And uh, you know what they say? Let the fun days roll. They say that. <laughs> they also say. Every point's going to fun tonight. <laughs> you can never run from Mother Nature. <laughs> so here we are. <laughs> Welcome to AGF. And uh, let's get fucking cooking. Uh, on the agenda, the New York Knicks. Carson Wentz. <laughs> Anthony Volpe. Dame Lillard, the American League West, the Brooklyn Nets, and what the fuck is going on with Daniel Jones? Let's get into it. <laughs> we got a four and a half hour long podcast. Strap the fuck in, ladies. Strap <laughs> the fuck in. <laughs> Fucking put the seatbelt on. <laughs> oh my god! Get Here you. we go. Hey, if I what if you're listening right now, what I want you to do? I don't, I don't care if you're in your car. <laughs> drive the fuck home. Get a bag of popcorn, put it in the microwave, a little 147, trust me, 147. Get extra salt in there, melt a little butter over the top, come on. Come back, restart, regroup. And let's go. Plop yourself into that Buckle couch. in. Put your headphones on. Buckle in. And fucking get that right hand ready. <laughs> Here we go. Where do you want to start? I'll tell you where I want to start. The next? No. Yeah. You- Oh, really? Yeah, let's start with uh, the Knicks. I should have said Volpe, but yeah. Uh, the Knickerbockers, dude. Uh, I mean, six-game winning streak. Right, right off the all-star break, they're looking good. They're looking good. Um, Jalen Brunson is an absolute problem. And the question is, the main question, how good are these New York Knicks? How far can they really go? Can they make a run in the Eastern Conference? Seriously, can they? I, I think that there's a, definitely a possibility. I think that they match up pretty well with the Cavs, to be completely honest with you. They have a um, Josh Hart has come in, done great things. Quentin Grimes' minutes has gone down. I know how much you love him and how much he, uh, how well he was able to shoot the ball before he came um, onto the team. So it's an interesting thing for the Knicks because obviously Brunson and Randall and Barrett, I feel like they all have their games where they either drop 40 or they drop six. You know what I mean? Maybe not Randall and Brunson as much, but those guys can sometimes have those 12, 12 to 15 point games. And you're kind of like, where did they go this game? They kind of disappeared. And that's one thing that we can't forget about what we saw in the playoffs from Julius Randall, you know, just a couple of years ago. Right. I know we we've seen Jalen Brunson and his prime, what he's been able to do, uh, without Luca on the floor for the Mavs last year in the playoffs and how good he was and really how he got his bag. And he has followed up this year very, very well. The the thing for me is I really yeah. think that the uh Oh yeah. <laughs> Just took a fucking world off my head, dude. My head was fucking pounding. Why did you Let's have go. it on so tight? I don't know. <laughs> oh man, I'm ready now. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um I think the Knicks' depth and their and their health is going to be what what either holds them back. Because like every time the Knicks win, I feel like Quickly's got twenty three, or you know, a third guy just has to step up. If a third guy steps up for this team consistently, and Randall and Brunson play even just like ve- like I don't even want to say very good. If they play, if they just play good, I feel like if they have like their standard average um, of the season, right? Say, what's Julius averaging right now? 27 or something along those lines? Probably like 25. 25, 10, and Brunson has 23 and 6. If they're playing like that and either quickly Barrett or Josh Hart averages, it gets you know 15 to 18, one of those three guys step up in that role, I think this team's going to be very hard to beat. And I think we saw it last night when this team is, you know, obviously the Celtics didn't have Jalen Brown last night. We have to, We all have to also acknowledge that. But at the same time, their defense, when they can clamp down, they really do. Like, they play very good team defense. Oh, no. Dude, listen. I agree 150%. I think this is what we do, right? We'll draw it. We'll mock up a what we think could potentially be uh, the Eastern Conference playoffs, right? You know, the, the, the standings. So we'll go, you know, one through one through eight, Okay. So you would have the Bucks at one. This is just going off of what it is right now, actually. We won't even mock it up. Right now, 
right this second. I think right now probably the eight teams that are in are most likely the teams anyway. Maybe swapping yes. out Toronto in one of the seven right. or eight teams. Maybe, but. maybe. Uh, but you have the Bucks at one, the Celtics at two, the Sixers at three, the Cavs at four, the Knicks at five, the Nets at six, the Heat at seven, the Hawks at eight. All right? Dude, if the Knicks drew a 4-5 matchup with the Cavaliers, you got to think about how good they match up. Like, it is, it's tight. It's close, right? Great guards, and maybe you give Mitchell the edge. I, I get he's playing he's playing better right now, but we see Br- Brunson can tango with Donovan Mitchell, and, and, I, and I will stand by that statement. Uh, big men-wise, Julius Randle is a mismatch for, I mean, Mobley's good, right? Uh, but I also think that you, you, you cancel out the big guys. Julius Randle and Mobley, I, I give the edge to Julius Randle, and it's, it's pretty it. easy. Yeah, I, I give the edge definitely to, to Julius. But and I also think that Jared Allen has been playing very good this season. For sure. And, and the Knicks really don't haven't had a concrete center. That has been like Mitchell Robinson's been injured a decent amount this year. Harkinson's more of like a I, I don't really know what to even fucking call him. I mean he's just, and Sims he's isn't a there big for the body. offense. Yeah, he's really a big body in the middle of the paint to just try and stop people from driving to the rim. So that's one spot. But how often do we see, unless you're talking about Joel Embiid, right, where we see a center take over a series? You know, Nuggets. And I, and I, and, I guess with with Jokic, right? But, and, I mean, he doesn't take over games though. Well, and, and he and, just and, plays. Great basketball. He always makes the right play. And, and the thing with that is, is you look at Jared Allen, he's just going to be inside the paint, kind of like Nick Claxton in it. Right, right. right? Just getting rebounds, getting second chance points, and that's where he's going to hurt them. But he's not going to take over a series and be the difference maker in the series. Jalen Brunson and Darius Garland is a fire matchup. Yeah, or or Mitchell, whoever you whoever's yeah, yeah, on yeah, each yeah. other. But either way, both of those guys, like... You're telling me Hart's not bringing it in a seven-game series and... and- Putting some clamps really down. He's I mean, that's really what good. they brought him in for was to be that guy that can stop a guard in the playoffs, right? Because that's the strength of a lot of these teams, right? If you if if the Knicks were to face the Sixers, right, they're facing Harden, right? They'll have Hart on Harden, right? If they're playing the Celtics, right, maybe they throw him on Brown. If it's the Bucks, you throw him on one of the guards. Well, let me ask you this: What if you are a Knicks fan? Would you want to see them face the Cavs in the first round, knowing that if they win, they're playing most likely the Bucks, right? Or fucking throw a few games, get down to the six, play Philly in the first round, and then after you play Brooklyn or Cleveland, which again, we just talked about a matchup. And I think that they clearly match up better with or match up fine with Brooklyn, and they match up good with Cleveland. See, now the only problem is is the Nets are going to keep falling. That's that's my only problem. Yeah, is the Heat would would bump up into the five, but then it, everything would switch. Yeah, well, because the Nets are, I think, and we'll get into the Nets at some point. Okay, well, even even necessarily, I'm just saying, regardless of the whatever teams under them, right? Them like the Knicks might even be better off falling to the sixth seed is what is what really I was trying to say there. In, in whatever way, shape, form they can draw up, I don't think that they can go up all the way to the three seed, right? I think that's a little unrealistic. They're only four and a half out of it, but there's, what, 20 games left of the season? They're eight and a half out of the one seed. They're four and a half out of the three seed. Right, yeah. so I think more more likely is for them to fall to the six seed. And I'm fine with that, yeah. I uh, think if you're a Knicks fan, you would rather see that. As weird as that is to say that you want to see them maybe lose more games than you want to in the second half of the season, you also still want them to... You know, have a good jolt going into the playoffs and have a good head of steam, but I don't want to play the Bucks in the second round. I don't know about you. I quietly think that this—I don't even think this is a sleeper team—but if there's one team that I don't want to face in the first round, it's the Knicks, right? If you're one of those top tier teams, the uh, top four team in the East, you don't want to face the Knicks. You don't. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the Cavs either, though. I don't want to play the Cavs. <laughs> But so I, having those two teams know. face each other in the first round would be ideal for the rest of the East. For sure. You know what I mean? For like sure. if those two teams went at it, I think a lot of other teams would be happy to be like, okay, at least one of them's out because Donovan Mitchell can go for 40 on any given night. Right. I mean, they've been playing really well all year. Garland's been stepping up this year. Their depth is pretty good. I would say, um, but it, it goes the same way for the Knicks. You know, I feel like Rand- Randall at times he's popping off for 40 now and, and just having massive games over and over again. when, Randall's struggling on a night. Brunson's picking it right back up. So yeah, there's not just one guy on the floor that you really have to worry about. And I'm not saying that the Cavs are one-dimensional with Donovan Mitchell, but at the same time, Darius Garland has 
probably fewer of those opportunities to step up. He'll, he'll, he's a great consistent point guard, I would say, but they have. I feel like they have less pop off ability comparatively to the Knicks, where you know if any of those guys get hot, just keep fucking feeding them. They're right. gonna keep shooting it well. Uh, everybody's been clowning us on TikTok going back to that that Knicks uh, the Knicks take we had over the summer. Where I was like, the Knicks added Jalen Brunson, we got oh, worse. Oh, no, I mean, I fucking said that they were going to be just as good as the Pistons. So, I mean, here we are. Fuck yeah. Hey, got to stand by him, right? It was fun. No, I mean, they they literally, they proved me wrong. Oh, yeah, everybody's commenting like, oh, great take, guys. Yeah, no, I saw, yeah. I saw Andrew Holmes do that. But, um, yeah, I mean, everybody has bad takes. I'll admit that was a really fucking bad take. But I also didn't think that this team was going to gel well together. I mean, I'm happy you know, that they're good. I am too, right? Yeah, like, it. if you were to tell me that <laughs> the Nets were going to trade away KD, Kyrie, and the Knicks were going to be a team that people didn't want to see in the playoffs, I would have called you crazy. Yeah, and I would have kissed you on the lips. Right. And I, get, right. I guarantee you there's storylines in the baseball season that no one's going to be able to predict either. Like, these guys, like, the people, the best part is the people who are clowning us at the start of the year were also the people. I will say, Andrew did say that Brunson will be an all star. So he was behind him at the start. Good. But other people, I will hey. say, Sometimes clown us for our comments, and then they were on that train. They just didn't say it verbally or put it in right. a video, and then they come back and fucking come at us. Uh, whatever. So um, That's just funny to me. Swapping over to the other side, right? We talked about them a little bit, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I think that their main problem that they ran into, and, and this is, I'm standing by this take, they don't have a killer. You, you know, you guys thought Bridges could be, I don't think Bridges has that. He doesn't have the ISO ability. Right, you could feed him. Right, he's like a. I think at his peak, he can be Clay Thompson. That's the best I got out of it. Bridges. Cannot take you one on one. Kobe has more one on one moves in his bag than Macau Bridges. Um, I here's my thing. I don't. I feel like Clay's a weird comparison because you don't think of Macau as just like a a, a straight shooter, right? No, I think like, of him as like a. He's like a, a a three. He in my eyes, he's a three and D though. Like I don't think really. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's nothing I'm more. I'm trying to think of a guy. I mean, and he can get to the to. basket, but it's like Clay Thompson can get to the basket too, right? All I, that that is my my best comparison that I have for Bridges. Well, I'll be honest with you, I think Clay Thompson had a killer back in the day. He was he was a. <laughs> I mean, he was a straight shoot. Right, but what I'm saying is Clay Thompson can never go ISO with you. Never. Well, I I think go find me a, a montage of Clay Thompson going ISO on people. I think what he means is is that. The, more, more, more than anything, he means Clay's not going to go out be a number one player on a team. No, no, he's not. Clay Thompson could have got traded in the prime of his career, and he would never have been a number one guy on a team. No, he might have tried. He might have tried, but Bridges is going to do the same thing. Right, I think Bridges, I think Bridges is a solid player, but I think yeah. he's a really good two or three guy, and, and that's and what that, that's where yes. Cameron, Cameron Johnson thrives. Yeah. Is that that three like the three guy who can play both sides of the floor? He's able to be there for guys when they need to dish the ball out or if they drive or whatever and kick. But to come in and ask these guys to go out and be, you know, Spencer didn't when he doesn't have a fucking problem putting up 40 shots a game, but no, he has no problem. He's not going to do it the most efficiently though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, we know, we know what Spence is capable of. I still, still love him to death, but that's my take. He's not going to be, he's not going to go out and be a number one guy on a team. Like this team just either needs to figure it out and realize that they don't have a guy and not force feed Bridges the ball and play better. Because what Jacques Vaughn basically said was, okay, well, we've only had X amount of games, and they these guys, three of our main guys, have been playing in a different system for you know multiple years, and now we're bringing them over, and, and we're trying to you know teach them this way. Do this, do that. And at the same time, it's like, okay, I, I, I'll give you some time, but if this doesn't continue to work – and you got guys like Cam Thomas sitting on the bench after dropping 40 and fucking breaking records for your franchise, and he's not even getting a run, then there's a problem there. Because we were talking very highly of Jacques Bond when Kyrie and KD were were at their peak in the, at the, at the, when they switched over and things were starting to go well. And then to end all things off, Ben Simmons shut down for the fucking rest of the year, and they're most likely going to get rid of him at the end he of the reeks, season. He reeks, but... Which he, they need to do. That is the problem with the New York Nets is... Or the New, New York Nets. The Brooklyn <laughs> Nets is that they do not have a killer. They don't have a killer. They don't have a go-to score. And I'm trying to think of like the last team. Cam Thomas did it for a couple games. No, but you the, know who else did it for a couple games? Jeremy fucking Lin. This, <laughs> I don't think it's that extreme though. Cam no. Thomas is younger. He's more athletic. Oh, he's yeah. a better shooter. There's a lot of things different. But I, I get your point. Is like some guys can just come in and have five good games. Cam Thomas, 
equals Lou Will. But Lou Will is one of the best six men of all time. He's not even getting run. Like Cam Lou Tom- Will's out of the week, yeah. Yeah, but when he was in the league, no, no. Oh, I th- oh, you were talking about Cam Thomas, literally not being on the court. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right. um, Rabbit hole. There it goes. Yeah, but I forgot what I was even going to fucking say. Sorry. No, no, no. That wasn't your fault. I don't I, I, the Nets just don't have a killer. Oh, that, that's what I was going to say. Can you think of a team that competed, whether it was even just playoff, got to an Eastern Conference or Western Conference final, or got to an NBA final that didn't have a number one? T basketball? Yeah. Uh, There's one team I can think of. Uh, I got one in my head. It was the Spurs with early Kawhi. Okay. All right. That's that fair. was like like Popovich's teams were always based off of that. Like as much as we want to say the Warriors are a team basketball team, Steph Curry could, is going to drop thirty on a head every night. Give me the uh, give me the 2015, 14, 2015 Atlanta Hawks who had five All Stars. Fucking was that what was that? That was Teague Jeff Teague. Cor- Corver, Horford, Horford, Millsap, and uh, somebody else. Yeah, Josh Smith. Was right? Josh Smith an all-star? I don't think he was an all-star, though. Maybe not. But they had five all-stars. Oh, was it uh, Damari Carroll? Might have been. Was it that? <laughs> that was the last team that I that I yeah. saw play team basketball and, and make it make it far. But other than that, you have to have a killer, and the Nets don't have a killer. And that's, that is why the Nets will continue to go down the Eastern Conference. Thanks do you for think that, my wait, do, talk. Do you, do you think that they'll make the playoffs, though? Um, I mean, they're in the six. If they get 34 one, and 26 to fall out of the playoffs, the, yeah, they could fall out. Play the Bucks tonight or tomorrow? They could, no, they play the Bucks they tonight. They could easily fall out, actually. Yeah, the Heat, are on, the Heat are behind them. The Hawks, I think the Hawks are frauds, but the Raptors can make a push. Yeah. And then you're telling me that, the then I mean, the the lowest they can fall is 10. Nine. So they're in the plan. They're not going to fall out of the plan. But yes, yes, they could definitely falter. No doubt. Yeah, I don't know. I got to see them put it together before I can say anything definitive about them. But I don't think that they're going to be a team that anyone looks at in the first round of the playoffs and is like, oh, fuck, we got to play them. Compared to the Knicks, right? Yeah. Um, All right. Moving off basketball, moving into. Let's move into baseball. All right. Let me send you this too. If you want, if you want, do you want to talk about Volpe first? Yeah. All right. I'll send you for the uh, West. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> what a tragedy it would be if Anthony Volpe wasn't on the starting roster, the opening day roster for the New York Yankees. What a tragedy it would be. Seriously. How many bats has he had? Start him. This guy, I dude, you're telling me Volpe's not going for forty stolen bases this year? With the pitching rules, he is. Oh, man. Pitching rules, smitching rules, bro. 40 stolen bases, 40 bags, right? No? Yeah. I mean, maybe. Is he showing more hustle than anybody else so far? It's spring training. So, Marani Mauricio is going to hit 50 home runs this season? Marani Mauricio is not Anthony Volpe. Anthony Volpe's not Marani Mauricio. Okay, yeah, got it. Just because he's not getting the same recognition in the media as him? He's not. Ronnie Mauricio why? wasn't the number one prospect for the New York Yankees. He was for the Mets. Though. He was for the Mets. Brett Beatty. He's in the league. I just I don't hear Ronnie Mauricio's name nearly as much as I hear but, Anthony Volpe's th- th- name. That's that's not my point. My point is there it is. There. Hey, get out your notes. Mark it down. I can put it in. All right. If it's dry. Get that fucking butter, all right? We talked about it earlier. I don't know what Joey's doing right now. What the fuck were we saying? Ronnie Mauricio? Ronnie Mauricio. Yeah, there you go. If Anthony, like, Anthony Volpe had, he, I admit, he had a good game. He came out and he looked impressive. But so did Ronnie. Like, spring training, we have to take everything with a grain of salt. This is how you get yourself into these situations where you disappoint yourself. I'm just I'm trying to save that for you because I don't like to see it. It's spring training. We all need to take a, a a step back and be like, okay, he looks good. I like it. Let's get him. Let's give him a shot. But to go and say he's gonna steal forty bags this year of a, a game and a, a four or five at bats. I just I don't I don't know how you see that logic. That's like saying that Ronnie Mauricio, who was another number one prospect for a different team in the same fucking city, 
would go and hit 40 home runs because he hit an absolute piss missile in the first game of spring training. That's what you're saying. Do you sound crazy? No, not, I never said anything about Ronnie Mauricio. I don't know how he even entered the conversation. Because they're both number one prospects, and just because Anthony Volpe's been getting talked more because the Yankees need that position, he's getting more in the media than Ronnie Mauricio is, right? Yeah. But <laughs> there you go. Like The Yankees need his position, and... He's playing well so far, and if he continues to play this well, he should be on the opening day roster. It's spring training. If he continues to play, yes, he should be. That you can say. Sorry. But uh, yes, that you can say. You That's can all say. I said in the first place. You said he's going to steal 40 bags. No, you did not. <laughs> I think he. You said stardom. He's going to steal 40 bases this year. I think those are both true, true facts. I do. I think Anthony Volpe could A, start, and B, steal 40 bags. Yes. But to say that after five abs or however many he's had, in I just think that he could do it. Fucking insane! I think he could just do so it. Just so you know, I think he could do it because he's gonna not. He's not gonna be going against fucking Trevor Gott and fucking. Uh, he's R. fast. All right, Dicky. He's fast. There's new in pitching rules. Training. He's fast. There's new pitching rules, and on top of it all, the bases are bigger. You know what that makes up for? 40 stolen bases for Anthony Volpe. When the fuck was the last person who stole 40 bases in a season? I need to know that. 40 bases was just my exaggeration. He's gonna he he can be a top 10 bag stealer in in baseball. Okay, you does that say, make you feel better? Yeah. Okay. You're not putting it was just it. it's like me saying that fucking you know it, it's the same thing as saying Ronnie fucking Mauricio is gonna go out there and hit 45 ding dongs fucking next year. It was an exaggeration. No, I didn't believe that. I believe it differently when you're talking about Volpe because I feel like you you literally said I truly believe that I believe those are facts those are the words that came out of your mouth so how is it an exaggeration when you just said that what, there was a fact what's the 10 best bag stealers numbers last year who, who stole the most bases in baseball and who stole the 10th but no I'm saying you you did you not did you or did you not say that you give, believe give me a number give me a number give me a number give me a number who led the league in stolen bases last year and let me see the leaderboard Who do we got? I'm trying to find it right now. John Birdie with 31, Jorge Mateo with 35, Cedric Mullins with 34, Edmund with 32, Randy Rosarino with 32, Bobby Witt with 30. Anthony Volpe can steal 30 bases next year. That's my number. I truly believe that. I will stand by that. We'll steal 30? 30 bases. Okay. If he if he's a starter for the Yankees next year, he will steal thirty bases, no doubt. Yes, give me that. Where do you want him in the lineup? Let's see where we need him. Yeah, I, right now Glaber Torres could bat first with the way that shit's going. I don't know. I have no idea. Knowing Boone, he's just gonna put him in every order. Oh, first, second, third. Yeah, this lineup's gonna Six. switch. Yeah, he'll keep trying, and then yeah, that's yeah, all. The lineup's gonna switch. Judge might be the times. fucking leadoff. The lineup's gonna switch 183 times in 162 games somehow. <laughs> fucking Christ, this guy. Oh man, that's that's what I got for for Yankees and Volpe though. I, I think that Volpe has a, it, as of right now. I I he has a spot on that. I will say team. I've been impressed with him in his first couple abs, but I'm just saying that. I, I'm not going to go as Let far. Let me overreact. Let it happen. That's fine. Let I it just, happen. I, I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is I, I don't want to put myself in there with anything that's going on with the Red Sox and what fucking Yoshida's done so far and the size of his, his calf muscles because that looks like a horse's cock, <laughs> his calf muscles. Have you seen those things? Yeah. Holy shit. But I'm not going to overreact and sit here and say, oh, he's going to hit fucking 185 hey, hey, doubles. Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe I am. But that's how you set yourself up for failure in, in the season. Set me up. Here, look, here's the paper. I'm trying to help. Sign that's, me up. I'm trying Signing to help. me right up. I'm just trying to Sign help. Sign me up for Anthony Volpe. Go ahead. You're Sign signed. me up. I want you him. Signed. I want him, and I want him in there now. Did I send it to you? Get him in there. No, I didn't. How about the American League West? We're talking about it, right? We, we did the sixth. We did the fifth. Now the fourth. Look at how much of a side. The fourth happened. worst division in Major League Baseball. Let's say the fourth best. Is the. What? Let's say the fourth best. All right. The fourth best. Just, just to make people feel better about themselves. Look how much of a psychopath I am at work today. What is wrong with you? I have a fucking issue. 
with how much I think about this. The fourth best division in Major League Baseball, the American League West. And I did it in order of, of, of where I think these teams are going to fall. You can disagree with me. You can agree, you can agree with me. I, you know, it's up to you. Hey. But I think we all have a... Hey, I'll see you on the other side. Hey, welcome. See you there. Welcome, goodbye, and hello. All at the same time. I think there's a pretty clear and concise number five in the division. Um, that would be the Oakland Athletics. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't really know what the fuck they're trying to do over there. You know, I was looking. Go down a little bit and name me off the players that they've given up since the 2020 when they went, when they went to the playoffs and had a winning record. You see that part? Uh, yeah, I'll give you some names. Sean Murphy, Marcus Simeon. Matt Chapman, Mark Canna. I thought that said Mark Cena. I was like, <laughs> his name is. And imagine <laughs> you said that. His name is John do you, Cena. Do you support the uh, U.S. Marines? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yes, I do. It was this Friday night live on SmackDown from Grand Rapids, Michigan? It's John Cena. <laughs> uh, Matt Olson, Chris Bassett, Liam Hendricks, Lou Trevino, Frankie Montas, Sean Mania. Uh, yeah, that's basically an all-star team. <laughs> Besides Frankie Montas, fuck him. <laughs> but you you see where I'm going with this. I mean, they're talking respectfully. About, they're talking about where this team wants to go. They have a bunch of players that they signed in the offseason that are over 30. You sign Jesus Aguilar, who can hit absolute fucking tanks. That's a guy I would want to go watch if I'm a fan. And then it kind of goes downhill from there. Ledmus Diaz. I like Trevor May. Um, Jace Peterson, not really much to say about him. And um, Shintaro Fujinama, uh, Fuji, Fujinami? Is that um? Is that one of the specialty roles? That, it's a, it's, so this is his first year, uh, excuse me for his name, but this is his first year in the league coming from over from Japan. Oh, okay. And he had like a 3-4, 3-3 ERA over in Japan. They said he's electric, he throws hard. Um, so they're trying something there. But I look at this team, and besides, you know, uh, Langoliers, Ramon Laureano, you're going to need big years and hopeful years from Esri Ruiz, Ken Waldachuk, and hey, don't forget about our guy, Kevin Smith. All right. Hopefully, he fucking comes back. He's right now, I think he's Kevin two for- Smith. Uh- did his, did his girl, did he just get married or he did, did he just have a child? He um I believe he ju- he just got married and I think he's also having a child. Uh-huh. Congratulations, so, Kevin. If he's listening, you know, congratulations to him. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. I so always say. But uh he's two for five with three RBI so far in spring training. Start him. Which <laughs> No, but seriously, you know, he, he had a Start rough him. he had a rough time last year in spring training. Uh, uh, you know, they tried to change his stances. He looked a little bit uncomfortable when the season started, so um, you know, I hope he gets another shot around, whether it's at third, whether it's at second, or whether it's at short. Um, you know, the the A's have not much promise this year, but we'll see what happens with them. And this is going to be surprising for some people. I have the Rangers at four. I don't think that's that surprise. Uh, hey, yeah, it's a strong. This is a good division. This is the fourth best division in baseball. It it, it can be a, it, like this should be a, a top tier division in baseball. Yeah, it should be. But this is the division of mid. But like this is this is the the reason I have this at four is because this is the Astros division to lose. This is the question, right? Like you, we, yeah. I feel like we know who the the best team in baseball is. We know who's going to win this division, and we'd be shocked if anybody else won it. That's why it's at four, right? Is because I feel like when you go down the list, sure you can say the Mariners stepped up their game. They got a good amount of players in the offseason that I like signing wise so far. But when you look at the Rangers, we talk about the health of Jacob Degrom. He's obviously one of the best pitchers in baseball when healthy. How much is that going to even have an effect this year? Nate Lowe had a great season last year. He's got 30 home run potential. Um, obviously, Simeon, Corey Seager, both had 27 bombs last year. You'd like to see an average um, increase from both of those guys, but Seager played a ton of games last year, which was um, just a positive thing for the Rangers in general. And then you have to think about the bottom half of this lineup, besides Adoles Garcia, is just not great. Like it's just not there. Their bullpen is not great. Um, you know, Nate Evaldi, you're expecting a lot of him. He he's looked good so far in spring training, I will say that. But besides that, you're talking about Martin Perez and a bunch of other, you know, John Gray and Andrew Heaney. You know, I mean, to to really win you games this season where uh, this offense is gonna have to fucking be a top tier offense if they want to be 
even a three number three in this division alone, right? That that's where the struggle is coming for me. Yeah, I got nothing to say. Okay, I I think that based on the teams that you have, like the other teams that you have, I think it's a fair take. Um, number three, I got the Angels. I I agree. I think the Angels are. I think the Angels have potential to be really good. And and I put this in my notes. Chalk this the fuck up. All right, because if if there's a big if, if Otani gets sold at the trade deadline, you can swap them. You can swap the Raiders and the Angels for me. Now, if Otani gets traded, just a question: If Otani gets traded, does Trout get traded? Sayonara, Mike. Yeah, bring back the subway commercials, and I'll see you on the other side of L.A., my friend. Over in straight to the Dodgers. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to go there, but it's just, it's a point that Mike Trout I feel like is already set up to the point where he lives there. He's happy with living in L.A. He likes living in L.A. Um, he might be just be set with his life, right? Because hey, other, hey, otherwise, hey, 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 stop. He's not. Hey. Mo- I don't know if he's moving hey. across the country, but you can keep that dream alive, my hey. friend. Hey, hey, you know what he's saying, right? You know what he's saying, Yankees. That's why I'm shaking my head. Oh, okay. I hey. thought you meant no. You didn't know what you're saying. Hey. Um. Oh, and the other guy. I forget if we were talking on the radio or what it was the other day. <clears throat> uh, but the guy I couldn't think of that the Padres look at was uh, Brandon Drury. Ah, yeah. Angel now, along with Hunter Gio Shower. Yep. No. What? Gio? What about you? He didn't go to the Angels? Did he? I'm like 95% sure. Gio Urshela, yeah. Los, An- Los-, Los Angeles Angels third base. Yeah. Oh, what was that um, trade in again? That, or, that was the, I don't remember uh, the exact trade. I just know Gio went to the Angels. Okay. Well, they they got him. They got Hunter Renfro. They got Brandon Jury. Um, Tyler Anderson, lefty last year. Had Dodger a great pitcher? season. Yes. Yeah. Great season for the Dodgers last year. It's going to be a question mark if he can... Pitch as good as he did last year. Um, and the injury bug just really fucked this team last year. And, and and this lineup is looking me in the face saying, hey, don't bet on the Angels. It's going to fucking happen again. Mike Trout's going to miss 50 games. Otani's going to miss 30. Anthony Rendon's going to play six games and get paid $287 million that's, this season. That is, yeah, that's um, one of the three uh, guarantees in life. Death yeah. taxes and Anthony Rendon playing four and a half games. And, and that's the problem with this Angels team and what it's been since they've been um, they, they've had this not just Otani, but before with Mike Trout, is their ceiling and their floor are just so far apart that this team always just ends in the middle and they never hit either one of them. Um, and you also have to think that, like I just said, if they even go and sell Mike Trout and Shohei to offload these contracts, you have fucking Anthony Rendon's $900 million contract sitting in your face saying, hey, no one wants me. I can't even go rebuild now. Like, like it's a lose lose situation. So, well, they put all their eggs in this time. That's what I'm saying. I hope the fuck that this team stays healthy. I hope they're good, and and I hope that we get to see a full season of Mike Trout and Shohei Otani together. And this lineup can be scary. Hunter Renfro, yeah, last year still can hit fucking bombs. Hunter Renfro, good. I mean, this is a good. This is a good team. Yeah, it's not a bad baseball team by any means. Um, and uh, why can't I think of their first baseman's name right now? Uh, Jared Walsh needs to have a bounce back season as well. They could, so, be, they could be good. Man. It's, another, it's another question mark team, right? I I feel like this is, to be honest with you, I feel like this is kind of a Red Sox situation with less top tier players. Yeah, I think you know that, what I, I mean? think that the I, I think, think their the floors are geared up to compete though. Like they're they're doing the, like they made this team in order to try and chase something. Yeah, like the, they didn't make this team to like be mediocre. Right, the, they're the, like, all right, this is the best we can put together for these two guys. And this the the bullpen's not great, no. <laughs> But this offense is gonna. It's the same thing. This offense is gonna have to win them games. Low key too. I think the Angels could be buyers if they're if they're in contention. Like come come All Star break. I agree. I think the Angels be, would be looking to buy instead of sell. I, I I do agree. But the problem is is they don't know if they're gonna get Otani back. So it's gonna have to be pretty definitive. Or they're gonna have to sell the team to Otani's dad or something, or just to Otani and just be like, hey. You're the angels, and the angels, <laughs> and the angels are you. Yeah, um, you're here forever. And then we'll go to um, we'll go to the number two team, uh, the Mariners. Great year last year. Upset the Blue Jays in crazy fucking fashion in the playoffs. One of my favorite teams to watch, and it's going to be even. I I think that this team got better. 
I do. I, I, I like the way Cal Rally develops all of last year. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you, you switch up a few pieces that I kind of sat there and looked at and was like, if there was another guy here, we could they could have beaten the Astros last year. They they lost to the Astros in that series 13 to 9 through three games. They lost two games by one run. It was a tight knit series the whole way through, and they challenged the Astros. We were sitting there saying, Holy fuck, this could have went a completely different way, you know, with the walk-off that, that the Astros had. Um, but you get rid of guys, Mitch Hanniger's let go, Matt Boyd's let go, Adam Frazier, Carlos Santana, and then you bring in Mr. Trevor Gott, like I was saying. Trevor Gott, AJ Pollock, Tommy Lestella. Colton Wong, Teoscar Hernandez. Good team. And they just add more depth good to team. that lineup and that bench that I think is really good. The biggest thing for me, this team has to stay consistent. You know, I, I MVP Julio, right? Got to have another year like that from him. Even better year than last year from him. Just see him comp- continue to improve. Um, and then the question marks of this team, like I said, Cal Rally, Ty France, um, Daniel Suarez, those guys need to step up again. I'm not saying they got to all hit 300. All of you. Ty France hit 300, Didn't, hit 20 home runs. Who got traded to the Marlins? <clears throat> um, Didn't a guy from the Mariners get traded to the Marlins? No, it was the uh, oh, no, it was the Twins. Was, was it the Twins? Yes, it was uh, Arias. Uh, Arias. I get Suarez and Arias mixed up sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Suarez is the one who played for the Reds. I got you. Who yep. is yeah, the one yeah. that just hits absolute fucking piss missiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, sorry. No, no, you're good. But, yeah, this team... Has what it takes, I think. It's just going to be consistency from them. Uh, a bounce back year from Robbie Ray. He pitched like dog shit last season. And this bullpen is a top eight, top five, arguably top five bullpen in baseball that I really fucking like. They have a lot of pieces that, that can get it done late in the game. They got a lot of guys who can throw hard. Paul Sewell had a great season last year. Um, and this team wants to win right now. They 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 truly right believe there. that this is their championship window. They broke the streak last season. They bring in key pieces this I mean, year. They, that they were think, competing. Oh, dude! Like I, they literally like they got what was that again? What was that game? Nineteen twenty <clears throat> innings. Some yeah. No, shit. they they got outscored in a three game series against the Astros, thirteen and nine. They were right there with them, and they truly believe, and I think they should a few pieces away from being World Series contenders and beating 100%. the Astros. And I think if you get it. On the other side of the ball, maybe you don't have to face the Astros till a seven-game series. That's a lot scarier for the Astros. Having it go deeper now without Justin Verlander, right? Having a young pitching core, and then you obviously go to the number one team in the league. Or number one team in the league, best team in baseball, the favorite to, to repeat as champions this year, the number one team in the AL West, the Houston Astros. Um, you know, <clears throat> anything you want to say about the Astros before I, before I do mine? I've been talking for a minute. Yeah, so. um... Uh, the one thing I got to say about the Astros is fuck them. <coughs> it's great analysis. That's what I got to say. That's all you got to say? Yep. You don't like uh, them bringing in Jose Abreu or anything? I could care less. I don't care. Yankees in seven. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. You feeling all right? Huh? You feeling all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to fucking hear. Um... But yeah, Astros come back. Justin Verlander is obviously gone. Uh, so you lose a Cy Young pitcher. But they believe that they have their future. They believe they have their future rotation. Framber Valdez, Christian Javier, Luis Garcia. Um, what's his uh, What's his name? Jose Arquiti, Hunter Brown. And then you still have Lance McCullers coming back from injury. Like the, that, that six-man rotation is nothing to be, you know, sad about if you're if you are an Astros fan. Um and McCullough said he should be ready for opening day as well. So Hunter Brown's another young guy. I mean, again, there's probably going to throw 97 and fucking dot it. Dude, the the Astros somehow, again, have done it and went and transitioned from this team that had a bunch of veterans, stars such as Garrett Cole, and, you know, bringing in guys like Zach Greinke. Oh, my God. The <clears throat> Astros had Garrett Cole. Dude, Justin Verlander, Garrett Cole, Zach Greinke. Um, I mean, this team was, you know... And they just keep rebuilding, and and they've been doing it through their minor league systems. Um, like I said, they acquired one of the most consistent bats in baseball over the past few seasons in Jose Abreu to add to the lineup. When you know Yuli Gurriel has been slowly decreasing in his value, now you bring in another guy who can hit three hundred, hit thirty home runs, is an MVP type caliber player. 
it, it just you know doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The one the, there's one thing about this team. Obviously, this team has you know number two, uh, top three bullpen in baseball as well. There's one thing that glares out to me about the Astros, and that is their catcher position. They got rid of Christian Vasquez. Martin Maldonado is your catcher going forward. Um, there's one guy by the name of Corey Lee. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's their prospect. Who... Uh, I thought you were thinking. I thought you were about to say uh, El Caballo, Carlos. Carlos Lee. Lee? No, no. This is his uh, white non cousin. So, <laughs> no relation to to El Caballo, sadly. But uh, Corey Lee is a is a good hitting catcher. He's he's pretty solid defensively as well. They're high on him as a prospect. Uh, they're hoping to get him some run. Obviously, Maldonado brings more than just a bat to the team. He brings a great glove behind the dish. Um, a lot of those guys, pitching wise, like to pitch to him. So he has value on that team. I just think that that's really their their weakness right now. I don't think Bregman is, um, you know, top tier third baseman by any means. Jose Altuve is not getting any younger. Um, but Jeremy Pena, I think, steps up this season. I think he'll be, if he's not already, he's in that top ten conversation right now. As short as far as probably right outside of it, I'd say like twelve. As far as shortstops go, yeah. so you know, I think he, he he could probably make that jump again this year. You still have Chaz McCormick. Kyle Tucker, one the most underrated player, in my opinion, in baseball um, on that team. And then a bullpen that just is deeper than my fucking um, <laughs> Starbucks history. So, um, All right. Yeah. I mean, I I agree with everything. I think this this uh, division has real potential, though. Seriously, like this this isn't we're out of like the ass divisions, right? Like these aren't these guys aren't ass. Yeah. The Angels aren't ass. The Rangers aren't ass. The, the athletics are ass, but the other four teams have potential to be like we. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we were sitting here in August talking about the uh, AL West being one of the best divisions in baseball. Yeah, I think like, when you as look far at, as like a top two, yeah, three division. You just look at the other three three divisions that we have, and on paper they're all better. Yeah, it, it's just the yeah. the disparity of the other three divisions. I feel like you can pick multiple winners for that division, right? Right, I feel like this division. The reason we put it at four, you have the you have the Astros here, the Mariners are below them, and then it's kind of everybody else fighting. Well, it's the the Rangers and the Angels and then the A's. So, yeah, no, it's it's. Hey, listen, that's four. Uh, moving on, getting off of baseball, moving into football. Finally, here um, to close it out, two things. Uh, oh, actually, I did forget to talk about one, but we can save that. What is it? It was uh, Dame Lord. That was fun. Yeah, we can. I mean, hey. We'll see. Let's get through football. And then, I know. We'll see. Um, football. Carson Wentz cut from the commanders. And I think it's a fair statement to say Carson Wentz overall in his career was a bust. Right? He had that. Great season back in 2017, and then got injured before the playoffs there. Nick Foles comes in, wins the championship uh, for the Eagles. But I think it's a fair thing to say. Carson Wentz is a bust, and he's proven it time and time again. Right? He had his opportunity with the Colts, had his opportunity with the Commanders, had uh, you know had ample opportunity, and he's blown it every single time. I don't think he gets another starting position. No way, right? Maybe with the XFL. <laughs> it's over, right? I, I don't know where. I mean, I, I think a team, if Baker Mayfield got another shot, I think Carson Wentz will get another shot. But Baker Mayfield didn't mess up as many times as Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is not good. I don't know what happened to him. I really think that if they won that Jags game with the Colts, his narrative would be like that one game, I feel like just spiraled downward his career. You know what I mean? Remember we were talking about just like because we thought at that point the Jags were fucking ass. So here's here's some numbers for you. Hold on, I was trying to find one too. Actually, go ahead. I, I was trying to find one and so, showed Wentz before his injury and after his injury. Yeah. So 2016, Wentz threw for 37, almost 3,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. Then came back. Oh man, this is tough, dude. Do you could. <laughs> Seriously, Kobe, what do you think? Is Carson wants a bust. Because here's the thing: uh, relatively, yes. I, I think a bust, like a bust, is considered a high draft pick who doesn't meet expectations. And early on, he met expectations. Let me give you this. So one, then, though, is Baker guys. Mayfield the bust? Listen, let me give you this one though: 
2021 Carson Wentz with the Indianapolis Colts. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. That's what I'm saying. That's good. That's good. That's really good. But, was, he can't, like said, but he can't win. It was that one game against the fucking Jags that that spiraled his career. That's what that that's what took everyone from saying Carson like everyone was ready. To, remember, we were talking about this the Colts going to the Super Bowl with how deep that roster was. Do you remember 20, that? 2017 Carson Wentz, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 2021 Carson Wentz, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. 2017 Carson Wentz, 3,300 yards. 2021 Carson Wentz, 3,563 yards. 2021 Carson Wentz, when did he tear his ACL? 516 attempts. 2017 Carson Wentz, 440 attempts. I wish I could find that on Twitter. I 2019 Carson Wentz, 4,000 yards. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Well, let's just say... Is he a bust? Uh, is Carson Wentz a bust? He is now, I think. But I think, like, early on... Taking on his whole career, is he a bust? Has he had more good or bad? 2022 Carson Wentz. 11 touchdowns, but 9 go through interceptions. How many, how many good seasons has he had and how many bad seasons has he had? Carson- if you were to just look at stats... Carson Wentz, first season, 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, threw for 3,700 yards. Good or bad? It's an okay. I think it's that's not, good. I think a, if, it's if not we, a great season. Uh, do we but... consider that if it, if it has to fall on the good or the bad? Which here, one? Here, here's my question. Go look at the Eagles' record that year. Because I think that that matters now because it's, a, it's an in-between season. If they were able to win games still with him performing like that, I think you can call it a good season. 2016 Eagles record, 7-9. and nine. What was it? Seven and nine? No, no, it wasn't a good Seven season. and nine. No, not a good season. Okay. So Carson Wentz. So we're saying first season bad, right? So 2016, first bad season, okay? Mm-hmm. 2017, good, right? That was a great Carson Wentz season. We don't even have to get into details. He went 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Good. 2018, Carson Wentz. 21 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Three to one touchdown interception ratio. Good. 2019 Carson Wentz, 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Good. 2020 Carson Wentz. (laughs) Just found something. 16 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. Bad. Bad. No good. Bad. Well, let me... I think we just scratch all this because I just found something that... He's a bust. Let me see. Let me see. He's a bust. Let me see. Look at that. Read it off to me and tell me he's not a bust. 24 quarterbacks to throw at least 1,000 passes since 2000. Carson Wentz ranks number 24, number 24, number 24, number 24, number 24, number 23, number 23, and took his last three play cars down. <laughs> Literally. I mean, I want to know how many players have thrown 1,000 since 2000. <laughs> Carson Wentz, I'm going to turn things around for us this year. You're Eric Bieniemy. The fuck you are. <laughs> Uh, for what it's worth, from Chad Ryan, Carson Wentz came to D.C. with a great attitude and approach. Never rocked the boat. Never soaked when benched. Never souped when benched. Yeah. Like I said, I think the injury derailed it. So, I mean, would you say a guy that got his career derailed by an injury is a bust? Was Greg Oden a bust? I think that's a pretty comparable career. No? Greg Oden was going to be good. Wow. Am I crazy in saying that? So we got it. We got to come up with a consensus, at least right now, right? Carson Wentz's career is not over. But as of right now, is Carson Wentz a boss? What was he second overall in the draft? I'd have to. Who who else was drafted second as a QB? Sam Bradford. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bust. Yeah, Sam Bradford, draft number two. That's a bust. 2014. I think, yeah, no, I think he was number one. Was he? Yeah. Former Eagle quarterback as well. (laughs) Holy shit. Drafted number two. Uh, Sam Bradford. He was number two? The 2010 draft took place. Who did Sam Bradford? No. Zach, Zach Wilson? Sam Bradford. No, where is he? Number one overall pick. Yeah. Right. Wow. These guys, I don't really care about the 1950s. Number two overall picks right, in me. NFL. <laughs> 
Right. See, like, when you compare his career to Ryan's Leaf, he's not a bust. Nick Bosa was a second overall pick. Donovan McNabb was a second. Aiden Hutchinson pick. was a second overall pick. Chase Young, Nick Bosa. Wait, was RG3 a bust? No. RG3's career completely derailed with that injury. I feel like we're talking but about like, the but, same thing. But that was a career ender. Like, that was it for him. I mean, he, I his mean, production yeah, he has gone down significantly since he's had his injury. This guy was an MVP. Hey, Luke Jockel was a second overall pick. I feel like anybody to be an MVP conversation and, and here, can't be called and, a bust. And, and this is where we're taking it next week. There's another number two overall pick in, by the name of Marcus Mariota. And we're going to get there, but we're saving it for next week. Like Carson Wentz, but Carson Wentz was better than Mitch Trubisky, no? Is huh? better than Mitch Trubisky? Had a better career? Would you say? Statistically. Mitch Trubisky. Was Mitch Trubisky is Mitch Trubisky a bust? I would say so. I would probably lean towards as a number Mitch two overall bust. pick. Yeah, he fucking sucked. <laughs> no, because they went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, right? When they went when they were in the Super Bowl against Peyton. I think so. Right. Okay. Who who was the Bears okay, quarterback so- in the Super Bowl when they went to it? It was Rex Grossman, right? I would think so. I think so. It definitely wasn't Olin. It wasn't Cutler. Yeah, and it wasn't Trubisky. It wasn't fucking Cutler. Oh, my. <laughs> Chicken fucking Jay Cutlet. Yeah, I remember when we drafted Jay Cutler. Chicken Cutlet. Um, <laughs> what a fucking sandwich from Big O the other day. <laughs> While we're on it. Um, the roast fucking beef. Hey, hey guy, real quick. Guy had more heart. This guy's fucking. This dude, Big O. It's fucking hilarious, dude. Anybody that knows me or knows my dad, I mean, you know. I mean, a spitting image you are of him. There's nothing. um, I've never had anybody say anything bad about my dad. He is is a living legend, bro. One of of few. He's he's a great dude. What a beast. I'm very blessed. Like I said, anybody who's known me since I was even young. Um knows how fucking hilarious my dad is. He comes up with a nickname for every person he meets. He's never going to let Kobe live down the fact that he got yelled at at Deli and Brew in his life. He'll be bringing that up at his fucking wedding in 20 years. Good. (laughs) Um, That was great. That was a good time. Yeah. Um, Closing it out. So, all right. So, we need need a consensus, though. As of right now, yes? Carson went so far in his career. Bust. I don't know if if that's Because, presumably speaking, he doesn't get another starting job. You're a number two overall pick. I guess having more than just being mentioned in the MVP conversation is needed. You're, if you're a number two overall pick, you're expected to change a franchise. I don't think Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz was on the path to do that, and then they won a Super Bowl without him. With their backup. With their backup. So, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with he was a bust. Bust. Ring the fucking bell. He's a bust. <laughs> All right. Close it out. Let's close it out here. Daniel Jones. Yeah. Um, I think the question is, is what what is the truth with Daniel Jones and what is it right now? Right? What is Daniel Jones? Why has he not came out and said this is what this, you know, or, or something? So we need clarity. Heard from him. We need clarity. We what do you heard, want? We haven't heard from What do you want? Because let's, here's the thing, right? The Giants will not pay Daniel Jones $45 million. No way. No way. No chance, dude. They're not going to pay him that. They'll tag him. They'll tag him before they pay him. Tagging doesn't do anything for them. Tagging gives that puts a, them in a worse situation, and I don't know if Jones wants that. I he's got to prove himself again. Good. What more does he have to do than beat the Vikings in the playoffs and win them a playoff game with for no receivers for forty-five million? I'm not agreeing. I'm not agreeing and saying that it's the right move. But I'm saying if if you're Daniel Jones personally, right? If you are him, and you went. And took a team that had zero receiving talent before the season started, right? Derailed by injuries. And you went out and you beat a team that went, what, 14 and 3, 13 and 4 with the Vikings last year? They were good. A top seed in the league. Sure, there was question marks about them all year in their defense. But you did what you needed to do. You scorched them both times, right? I mean, so you're so here. This is. I'm not saying that he. No, I no, think no, he no, no. I got you. It, I got but you. Like, if you were in Daniel Jones's mind, he's it. thinking like, what else do I have to do? Win you a fucking Super Bowl? So, so here it is. All right, 
And and keep in mind, you know, total value also plays a role in this. But we're talking about average per year, right? And we'll just end with this. We've had this conversation before. But if Daniel Jones is seriously asking for $45 million a year, well, let's break down where that would put him, right? What tier that would put him in as far as these average values go. It's tough, though, right now because the you have to go off of the like this year and how much you think Lamar is going to get paid because it's the, value, the values are just going up by a year. Like, but I know, but as I know, of right now. I know, Pat, right now. I know Patrick Mahomes is making 45, correct? He's obviously not near, but who's making more than Patrick Mahomes at this point? Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray. That's his argument. That's all you need. Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers. All you need. That's the argument if you need. If Daniel Jones gets a $45 million contract, he will be getting paid more than Josh Allen, <laughs> Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. Joe Burrow's going to get paid, though, again, right? He hasn't. Has he had his like uh, major first contract? No. Him, Jamar. That's why like they think after this year, they're not going to be able to sign Jamar, T, Mixon, and Burrow after this year. Jared Goff, way more. Dak Prescott. How much is Jared Goff making? 33 and a half. Perfect. Perfect number. I would actually argue he's getting underpaid. I think you could probably, like, if Dan, Daniel Jones needs to be asking for 10 million less. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just straight up facts. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, but I get where he's coming from, man. He wants to get fucking paid. He proved himself when everyone already put him to the side and said, You are done. Your career's finished in New York. And regardless of how many touchdowns and picks or whatever the fuck, he played good last year. He got better, and he was solid. Okay, so question is, to close out the podcast, does Daniel Jones deserve $45 million? No, he doesn't deserve $45 million. Will Daniel Jones get $45 million? No. 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 But, no. But if you're Daniel Jones, he, I, think he, I think he believes that he's worth that. Because of the way the market is Kobe. and what he's done for the Giants. Daniel Jones is getting $45 million, right? No, but they did cut Kenny Galladay today, which is a little bit of room. They are no, they, I think they, they're set to cut him after March 6th or March yeah, 15th. Whenever the first, the first it day possible. Them, it saves them six. So they could cut him right now, but I think if they cut him after the 15th of March, they, they save an extra $7 million. Oh, perfect. That rat. Oh, yeah. That's all I need. That get rat. Yeah, get him out of here. Um, so what do we think? Is Donald Driver coming back? <laughs> what do we think is going to be the number for Daniel Jones' contract? Length and value. God, I don't know. I have my number. Nah, I said 35 mil. I don't know how many years. 35 million is the highest I would go for Daniel Jones. I'd say probably four years, 34 million AAV. I think they go on Daniel Jones. I think they go three years, $37.5 million a year, $112.5 million contract for three years. I don't hate that. I think they drive it up a little bit. They say say you're not getting the extra year, right? We're (laughs) not giving you four years. We're not giving you five. We're not giving you fucking ten. We're giving you three. But did we already have this conversation about on the podcast or on the radio where we were like, was it here or was the radio? I don't know. We had it. But either way, sorry if it's being rhetorical or, you know, redundant. Yeah, sorry. Um, Saying the same thing over again. But, like, these teams who are winning and being the best teams in the league, you either are the 49ers, and I'm not going to say the Eagles because I respect Jalen Hurts and what he did, but I'll say teams like the 49ers, whether you have to build such a good fucking team around your mid to above average quarterback, right? Because I think Daniel Jones is in that good, not great tier yet. I think he's definitely increasing year by year. But the San Francisco 49ers show that you can have a great defense, great weapons around you, and you can get and you can compete, right? And even arguably the Eagles, right? But even they had a very good quarterback that we think going into the next year is a top five quarterback, right? Do you yeah. agree? Yes. So when you look at it and you look at the best teams in the league and the teams that are going up like this and people, players that want to go play with other um, guys, they all have elite quarterbacks. Like, having a good quarterback isn't good enough, right? That's why I just sit there and I think Giants fans, they can want Daniel Jones back for another year, but they're not going to want him for more than $40 million. No chance in hell. Anything over 35 Saquon's gone. Yeah. Yeah, you can't afford him. 
And, and I get the whole, you know. Well, if they, the thing is, if they pay DJ, they can tag Saquon. I think they'd rather do the latter. I think they'd, I mean, they'd rather do neither. But if your, if your, if your hand is forced, they want to pay Saquon and tag. That's what I think. I don't know, man. It's just a no, sticky that situation. Make a lot of sense you only pay Daniel Jones 30 mil. 32. 32 mil. Which is right in the ballpark of, you know, a little bit less than what we said. I just don't think All right, well, then let's just give a hypothetical so that way we can kind of go from here. Let's say, right, the Giants go, I don't know, 11 in, what, that would be 11 and 6 next year, right? 7, 18 games. Is oh, it? No, I'm sorry. no it's no, 18 no, weeks. Seven with the, yeah, because you yeah. have, okay. there's a buy. So if let's say that they go eleven and six next year, and they get booted in the first round of the playoffs, it's a success. It is. It's not a success. If it, <laughs> in my eyes, it's not a success. In is it a success? So yeah, it's a success. So you think even, but like that's what I mean is if you're if your success is a team and your ceiling that you think for a team is making it to the playoffs. Your quarterback's not good enough to, to pay for multiple Especially seasons. A bag. Oh, here's your 35 mil. Go, go make yourself worth it. Especially when you think that, like, people are saying, and I know it's been where we've said that Spencer Rattler and fucking other guys have been top-tier prospects when they've waited another year in college, but everyone seems to think that Caleb Williams is the real fucking deal, right? Another year of, a, of keeping your defense solid, keeping the guys that you want to keep on the defensive side of the football for long term, maybe keeping Saquon and letting Daniel Jones go and fucking signing a, a, a bridge quarterback to have a down year and try and trade up maybe for, for fucking Caleb Williams. Right? I don't know. Giants could go in 97 different directions. I wouldn't pay Daniel Jones more than $40 million. I think all this but bargaining— think any team would. All this bargaining— We'll get him an extra couple million, though. Do you think any team would if the Giants say no? No. I've said that all along. No. Nobody's paying Daniel Jones $45 million. Even the Falcons are paying him. No way. No way. <laughs> Anything else, sir? Uh, we'll talk about so that. So then do you think that just Daniel Jones is, is, is going to be a free agent all year? No. But, <laughs> right. Here, let me put it to you like this to close it, right? If... What, if Kobe's asking, if Kobe's asking for forty million dollars a year, right, mm-hmm. and I and every team in the league says fuck off, Kobe, right, you're not getting forty. You're drop your price, and then he's a free agent. Yeah. Well, Kobe's going to sit there in 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 uh, training, right, in the preseason. He's going to be like, wow, man, this fucking sucks. He's like, not only am I not playing, but I'm also a bro- like I'm a broke bitch because I'm not getting paid at all. And then he's going to say, well, I have no other choice but to drop it down to thirty mil. Or at least hear people out on what right. they're willing to offer me. So, because you're uh, not gonna, what, what I what I would say from that point is I wouldn't even give it a number. Right. If they're if they're like 45 mil and they're like okay, well we'll go here. Do you get it though? Yeah, like that's what's gonna oh, happen. No, 100%. If, if that if it goes that trajectory, I don't think it happens. So I think if the Giants don't come to an agreement, they sign Saquon, they tag Jones, and here we go, fucking let's run it. I think there's a very 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 slim chance that Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley aren't the the quarterback. And uh, running back duo of the Giants. I'll give you one more hypothetical before we leave. What? If the Giants got DeAndre Hopkins, are they Super Bowl contenders? <laughs> no. Okay. No. DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is at the back end, too. I don't think. I think he got maybe one more good year. Okay. Maybe. Jerry Judy. A good receiver. No. An elite no. receiver. No. Okay. No, so you Giants don't think they're one more. piece of play? No. No. Okay. No. All right. All right. Um, any, any, anything else good? Yeah, um, I'm just excited that baseball is starting to become back. I'm starting to warm up a little bit to the pitch clock. I hope that they take, though, all of this, you know, all of the feedback, not just the negative, but the positive as well, meld it together, make something good out of this. And because, you know, I've seen all the clips and I've seen all the videos just saying that there is good behind it, but at the same time, I don't want to go to a game for two hours with how much tickets are at this fucking point anyway. I know baseball is one of the cheaper ones, if not the cheapest sport. Uh, of the big three, I don't want to have to keep paying fucking. If the prices go up in that, I don't want to pay to go see less games. Um, when I enjoy being at a baseball game for fucking three and a half hours, you know what I mean? Cobe, anything? Gooch. All right. Um, see you on Sunday. <laughs> That's it. Everybody have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. No, Follow see you Saturday. us. Huh? Saturday. Oh, well, I mean, you know what I mean. I'm talking. <laughs>
Uh, but thank you. And we will see you again in a few days. As always, make sure. Never forget. You always let the fun days roll.